The Dusty Cup begins. The champ is under attack, and Adam Cole has a lot of respect, a lot of respect, in this week's review of NXT. So, wow, I'm just now realizing this is the first time I've done a, a video covering NXT for the YouTube channel, not just for the podcast. Which, by the way, if you are just listening to this as a podcast, check out the Fight Boys YouTube account. And now that the random shilling is out of the way, yeah, let me explain why. NXT is hard to talk about. Because I'm a storyline guy, and I will argue... NXT may be the worst weekly wrestling show when it comes to storylines. That's not to say it's a bad show. It is a fantastic show. It's just very in-ring based, and that's good. I mean, we get storylines through SmackDown. We get storylines through Raw. If you want good just pure in-ring wrestling, you come to NXT. And in fact, the opening match, Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae, proved my point exactly. I mean, yes, their storyline had a few big moments, like Candice running over the tank, but really, this was a, this was built through matches. It wasn't built through segments, which is rough for me because i'm like no i know how to i know how to tell stories i don't know how to talk about in ring work like i can tell if things need to work you know very by storyline and this match worked well given the storyline it wasn't like on raw when charlotte didn't like tried to roll up Lacey Evans and did all that it wasn't that it was brutal it was such a fantastic match I love the branding of the way Shotzi Blackheart is on another level and these two put on an absolute classic both of them are so good they have such great innovative offense and yes I know I'm a mark for women's wrestling and I'm a mark for technical wrestling and this match gave me both of those things but I honestly think because this I'm thinking is the blow off unless they I mean, they may continue it a little bit into the women's Dusty Cup, but in my opinion, if this is a blow-off to a rivalry, this is better than Pac Kingston, because Pac Kingston also blew off a rivalry and opened AEW, and I think this one was just that little bit better. I'm not trying to get competitive here, but I am trying to compare and contrast. Uh, Honestly, when it comes to in-ring work, Even AEW, I don't think anyone can compete with NXT. They have some of the greatest technical minds in the business, and they put them to good use, and this opening match proved that exactly. Uh, The end of the match, a distraction from Indy Hartwell, allows Candice to hit a massive neckbreaker off the top rope for the victory, and that is how you fucking do it. That is how you open a show. Those two are phenomenal. Up next, Finn Balor comes out for a promo. The champ is here, as it were, and uh, yeah, Balor can cut a hell of a promo, can he? Um, I never realized the X that he uses in a lot of his iconography. The X represents an arrow, like it represents a target on his chest. And I was like, oh, good. And he explained it during this. That was awesome. Uh, The fact that the CWC had all of Balor's like artwork around him made it all the better. And uh, the best line from it is when he looks and he just says, they quit manufacturing the cloth that I'm cut from. And I went, fuck, that's good. It was very good. Uh, Balor's phenomenal. But then, of course, 
because storylines have to continue. The good old British boys who don't have a name yet, uh, Pete Dunne, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch. The Brit boys who only two of them are actually British, I think. Um, yeah, they interrupt. Uh, honestly, I love them so much better without Pat McAfee. Like, I understand Pat's a great heel, and he does great work, but he really was out of place with these three. I honestly think... I think that storyline was supposed to be um, Oni, Ridge Holland, Danny, and then Pete Dunne being the shock leader of this faction. But no, uh, instead, we're now left with a trio. And Dunne, of course, brings up the fact that the only reason why Finn is the king of European-style wrestling and why Finn is the champion of NXT is because Pete Dunne hasn't challenged him yet. And yes, I need this. Shoot it into my veins. Finn Balor. Pete Dunne, yes! I'm excited to see it. Uh, Then, of course, the European boys and Finn Balor get into a big fight. Kyle O'Reilly, despite a jaw injury, and I'm putting that in heavy quotes, uh, comes out to interfere. The rest of Undisputed Era, minus Bobby Fish, come out, and now we've got a nice little standoff, but my favorite thing about it was uh, post-brawl. Finn wasn't looking at Pete Dunne. He wasn't looking at any of them. He was looking at Kyle O'Reilly. And that's kind of the most interesting thing about Undisputed Era to me is like, I don't even think, I guess New Day's done it a little bit, but you've never seen a faction where the de facto leader changes. Like, it always stays the same, roughly. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but we did, because now apparently Kyle is more of the leader in Undisputed Era, and now Roddy and Adam are the tag team. It's really interesting, and I like that a lot. Finn and Kyle with a nice stare down to end it, and then we get a promo from Johnny Gargano, who's just still on his good, good Johnny Gargano shit, and puts over the fact that he's going to beat uh, Dexter Loomis later that night, and that that leads to Austin Theory bringing him an envelope, which is a message from Dexter Loomis. And of course, it's just two weird little caricatures. And I'll be honest, I do not like Austin Theory. I've made it clear in the past, but holy shit, he was really good in this segment. He was very, very good. Um, yeah, he uh, that that was it. It was a good segment. It was a good little promo. Like like I said, the Gargano's the way they are arguably the best part of NXT because they can build storylines well. I mean, Gargano built arguably the biggest storyline in NXT history, Gargano versus Ciampa. So, yeah, obviously they're the most entertaining part, whether he's a heel or a babyface. Up next, we get the first match in the Dusty Cup, and it is the Grizzled Young Vets versus Everrise. And I'll be honest, I didn't know a lot about the Grizzled Young's vets before this. I haven't been watching NXT. Like, I'd always heard the name, but I'd never paid attention to them. I'd never realized how good Gibson is on the mic, but Gibson cut a promo coming out. It was phenomenal. Um, then William Regal comes on the Tron like he's Maximilian fucking Pegasus in Yu-Gi-Oh! And is like, welcome to the ring, everyone. It's time for the Dusty Cup Classic. Let's go! And then he fades away, and holy shit, the Grizzled Young vets are phenomenal and then there was so much good trash talk in this match um the way i describe the grizzled young vets are like lorkin and birch but better because they're less like we're british even though one of us isn't they're more just like yeah we're british but also we're from like the shitty parts where they you you have to pull knives to survive and i was like okay i like that uh ever gets a really really nice uh comeback to near the thing to near the end of the match 
match, but Grizzled Young Vets eventually overcome them, hit uh, Ticket to Mayhem, which is a brutal finisher name, and they get the pinfall. One, two, three, they move forward in the Dusty Classic. Uh, up next, we get a little video package for Raquel Gonzalez, who announces that she is going for the women's title. Yes! Raquel versus EO, they have been putting so much stop, stock in Ra- Raquel, and I'm excited to see her pay it off. I don't know if she's ready for the title yet, and in all honesty, I think if anyone in this company needs it next, it is Candice, because EO's been such a good babyface tweener champion that I think we need just a solid heel in that role, and I think Candice would be good for that. Uh, then we get a promo from Shotzi Blackheart, who was, of course, disappointed she lost to Candice, but she's looking forward to the Women's Dusty Cup this year, but she needs a partner. Enter Ember Moon. It's like they were like, how do we make Scotty the most happy? Well, why don't we team up Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon? And I am so excited to see it. I am so excited. Ember comes in. They trade their catchphrases. Shotzi howls like a wolf. And then Ember walks away saying what she said. It's very, very good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Gargano comes out. Um, because I haven't been paying attention, I didn't realize Gargano got a new theme song with The Way. Oh, it's good. I really, really like it. And it is Gargano versus Dexter Loomis, who I'm very proud of, who if you listened to any of my older NXT reviews, you know Dexter Loomis is a guy that's always disappointed me because his character isn't that clear. He's ve- he's he's a weird caricature artist, but also maybe a serial killer, but also like there's so much going on with him. And yet, with all of that influence, when he gets into the ring, he kind of just wrestled like a basic creator wrestler and i've never been into that like that's not my vibe that's not what i like and so yeah like my example was always bray wyatt bray wyatt wrestles like the character would dexter loomis is the character then gets in the ring and starts wrestling normal matches but luckily he fixed it in this match um i think wade barrett described it perfectly he's like the terminator so he just stares you down walks forward does what he can and then takes them out but also like there's still some stuff like him kipping up and doing all these high flying moves i know it's impressive to see a big man do it but it's just doesn't sit well at me but he's he is getting better at embodying the character in the ring which i do really really like uh loomis gets a decent comeback but then johnny hits a crucifix pin one two kick out no matter what happens johnny can't put loomis down and eventually gets locked in silence which is loomis's chokehold and i actually do like that name because i can just imagine him like silence silence as he chokes them out but uh austin theory distracts him theory gets locked in silence allowing johnny to roll up loomis for the victory post-match loomis attacks theory once again choking him out and then kushida comes out because i believe it's kushida versus kushida and leon ruff i think teaming up uh against the uh the way next week and i'm very excited to see that but the thing i'm more excited to see is what happened next because kushida grabbed the north american title looked at it and then just handed it off to johnny and i was like that is a match of the year contender in the making kushida versus johnny gargano 
will be phenomenal. Write that down right now. I'm announcing it. That is going to be a phenomenal match when it happens. Um, then we get an interview with the Brit Boys, who basically say Undisputed Era need to keep their noses out of their business and that they want to take out Kyle O'Reilly because he's standing between Dunn and a title shot. And that's the second time this week that they've been like a normal person is standing between you and a title shot. Like, they did the same thing with Randy Orton. They are like, the fiends between you and the title. And now it's like, Kyle O'Reilly's between between you and a title shot. I'm like, is he though? Because Kyle just lost his title opportunity. So that would mean hypothetically Kyle's in the back of the line. If there's people ahead of you, it ain't Kyle. Uh, but yeah, that's what they said in the segment. And then we get the segment of the night and it is the fight pit promo between thatcher and champa and that is another match it's happening next week i'm so excited for and these two guys are so good you could feel the passion coming out of like this felt like a pre-match interview for a ufc fight like this didn't feel like oh i'm gonna beat you up well no i'm gonna beat you i i don't like your face no it was just so impassioned and like there was clever stuff about it too like my favorite was the fact that in the beginning um obviously thatcher wasn't able to wrestle at the fight pit at new year's evil because of an undisclosed injury champa looks at him he goes what is that injury tell me what it is and thatcher looks at him and he goes it won't affect the fight don't worry about it and that's smart that's so smart i love timothy thatcher because of how smart he is as a character because he's full-on like if I tell you how I got injured, you're going to target that in my match. I'm not telling you that. Uh, Champa then goes on to say that Thatcher is a great wrestler, but as a teacher, he's a piece of garbage. And um, <laughs> I forgot about this, but this was a moment that did make me unintentionally laugh, which was um, Thatcher was talking about like his what they were seeing, and he's like, right now, this is what you see when a lion stares down a zebra, and Champa just screams, do I look like a freaking zebra to you? and oh it popped me it was very very good like i got literal chills off this segment because i mean they wouldn't stop locking eye contact they were telling each other like i will destroy you it was good uh up next we get a promo from the undisputed era promoting a the rivalry with the brit boys which is my temporary name for them and also the fact that in the main event in the dusty cup they're going to be fighting against brizongo and this is also another moment of the night exclusively for fans of the party on up up down down but the fact that adam cole said tyler breeze knows i got a lot of respect a lot of respect for him so go listen to them play uno to understand that joke i'm now realizing just how disappointing this next match was by the way because i i, I genuinely forgot to do it in the opening stinger but it's msk versus jake atlas and isaiah swerve scott and Man, you'd think I would have been more excited for the Rascals debuting, huh? you think I would have been like, oh, we gotta open the show talking about the Rascals, but man, they are very generic in WWE now. Like, one up, like, it's Wesley and can't even remember what they named um the, the other one like i can't remember it like that's how generic it is now they did do fun flippy shit which is to be expected when the rascals get in the ring i do feel like everything in this match did them a disservice though the fact that commentary didn't put it over as like oh my god they're here they're here in the wwe instead they're like just imagine these kids coming in getting to meet triple h getting to wrestle in wwe 
isn't it cool what we're doing for them? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's your privilege to have the rascals here. Like, eventually they tried to put over, like, oh, they were the two hottest free agents. Then treat them like that. Don't treat them like two kids you did a favor to by bringing them in. Uh, on the way to commercial, one of the commentators, I think it was Vic, said, these rascals are high-flying. And I almost, I, I was just, I looked at my TV and I said, fuck you. I was like, no, that, that's ridiculous. I will say MSK are very fluid. They're really good. I was disappointed when I realized that, oh, Isaiah Swerve Scott was once one of the best parts of NXT. And now he's just kind of here, I guess. That's cool. Uh, Swerve and Atlas actually get off a couple of good double team maneuvers. But eventually MSK get the victory. And like I said, this was, this was rough. This was a rough debut, I think, for MSK. But who knows? Maybe they'll go further. I mean, in my opinion, how I would have brought them in, MSK versus Undisputed Era, main event, MSK beats Undisputed Era. The team that is dominated every Dusty Cup classic eliminated in the first round by MSK. That would be great. But, you know, they've got their plans. It's okay. So now we get a rundown of the ladies in the women's Dusty Cup. And the most exciting news for this is Mercedes Martinez is returning and teaming with Tony Storm. I'm very excited to see Mercedes back after the whole retribution debacle. But she's back and I'm super excited to see what she does. Then we get a promo between Zia Lee and Boa and Bud. I was re- back when I was reviewing NXT before my break. I was confused what the fuck they were doing. Then every week, I would read what was happening and be even more confused, and now they're back, and I just, I get it, but it's weird. You know what I mean? It's just weird. Um, then there's a promo from Scarlett and Karrion Cross, basically saying, hey, Finn Balor, TikTok, your time is up. Yes! I'm disappointed that they're not as much of a dominant force as they used to be. Like, they, they had that good match with, I think they had it with... Um, Damian Priest, who actually I haven't seen him a lot either. Uh, but yeah, it's I, I wish there's more of them, but also maybe less. I I don't know. Uh, then we get Zia Lee versus. It doesn't fucking matter. Literally, it didn't matter. You know why? Because commentary didn't even bring it up. Commentary said nothing about this poor woman who looked like a creator wrestler standing in the ring waiting to get beat up. Um, Zia's entrance now kicks ass with this mystical old woman at the foot of the ramp staring at her uh someone pointed this out every time she does an entrance she practices a different martial arts weapon to show how she's practiced everything i will say she can't use a katana in a wrestling match so i don't understand what relevancy being good with weapons is unless like every match she can use kendo sticks um zia gets in the ring Kills the woman, leaves, they don't say her name. Like, I wrote down, imagine a jobber in your head. That's this woman. I feel so bad for her. Uh, Zia's spooky friend then looks at her and tells her, no, do more punches. And then she does. Then she starts walking back. And then the spooky lady is like, even more punches. And then Zia, I just, I don't, where did this story come from? NXT is either on one end of the spectrum just... Two people want to fight. That's the story, which is fine. Or they go 
in the exact other buckwild direction, which is Cameron Grimes is getting eaten by zombies. Like, there's no in-between for NXT. It's insane. Uh, then we get a promo from Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, basically saying, hey, we're gonna win the Dusty Cup. They're probably not, but that, that I mean, they're a fun duo. It's a good promo, but no. Uh, then Atlas and Swerve are fighting backstage for no fucking apparent reason, because they don't like each other, I guess. They're doing big punches. The old thick boy Bronson Reed shows up and looks at Swerve and is like, calm down. And Swerve's like, really? You gonna pick sides? And he's like, I'm a thick boy. Don't test me, son. And I'm like, okay. So that was all right. Then, main event, Brizango versus Undisputed Era. I love how Brizango have changed since coming to NXT, which is, yes, they're still goofy. Yes, there's that still that Brizango attitude, but there's been a change, in my opinion. There's been a change where they've got it. And I'm putting that in quotation marks, but you know, like that it factor, that, oh yeah, I could see them holding a title, I could see them being a champion, I could see this. They've really got it lately. They've become so much more serious, but they can still do their goofy shit. I'm very excited. I honestly thought this should not have been a first round match. Like, I understand Undisputed Era is probably gonna go all the way, so that way they can seek revenge on the good, good British boys for what they've done. But like I said, MSK should have beat UE. I'm just saying. If UE doesn't win this whole tournament, I'm going to be mad they didn't take this opportunity to really put over MSK. Um, We start off with a match that I honestly think could main event to take over. Adam Cole versus Tyler Breeze. And those two guys put on a clinic. And then they both tagged in Rowdy and Dango. And they wrestled a match (laughs) dango gets early control um they maintain control throughout the entire commercial break cole tags himself in and that's the moment i said cole versus breeze is money like that is a money match um it starts really popping off and as soon as it gets really excited and you want to see more wrestling the brit boys come out and attack Kyle O'Reilly. Finn Balor comes out, but Kyle O'Reilly's jaw gets crashed into the steel cage. So his, I don't even know, it might be a real injury, but his kayfabe injury aggravated as they slam him into a steel cage by the jaw. Uh, Undisputed Era gets distracted, so Cole turns around into a super kick from Breeze. One, two, barely, actually, no, I don't even think it was a kick. I don't think that was a pin because. I think Dango was the legal man. So Dango comes in, goes to the top rope, goes for his big leg drop, the move that pinned Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. I will never let you forget it. And eats the biggest super kick in the world for his troubles. Adam Cole just mm, flush, takes him down, pins him. One, two, three, Undisputed Era are moving forward. So right now in the next rounds of the Dusty Tournaments, we've got Undisputed Era, we've got MSK, and we have the Grizzled Young Veterans. All three possible winners, I'm not going to lie. But even though they won, they did look like the losers because Kyle is beat to shit, Finn Balor is beat to shit, Undisputed Era's checking on Kyle, and the Brit Boys are standing tall on the ramp to end NXT, which was an average episode of NXT. It was right in the middle. It was a three out of five for me. I... 
it had some really good moments. I'm sure next week that fight pit is going to absolutely destroy. But for today, this was a little bit too average for me. But do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, or down there in the comments on YouTube. And of course, remember to support us on Patreon. I almost said Twitter. But on Patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's the website where we've got exclusive content waiting just for you, including Wrestling History X. We just put up an entire history of the second half of Kenny Omega's junior heavyweight title run in New Japan. It's really fun, and you need to check it out. But until next time, remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!